Hi, I'm Sam Garland. I'm an actor in Brooklyn, New York, and I believe that everyone on this planet is deeply creative. And not only that, I believe that engaging with our creativity is what connects us to our humanity and to our divinity. Whether it's starting a business, homeschooling your kids, cooking, painting, dancing, writing, acting, knitting, gardening, we are all called to express ourselves in myriad, incredibly unique ways. These are our gifts to the world. And yet, and yet, most every artist suffers terribly from self-doubt, from fear of public humiliation, from being too hard on themselves. That's certainly been my journey. I've done a lot of work on why my brain attacks when I'm being creative and how I can let this thing that I'm called to do out into the world. I'm still figuring it out, and I invite you to join me. Hi, my friends. Welcome back. Um, (laughs) I was sort of screaming before this started because holy hell, we made it to episode 10. And uh, it got easier. It started off really, really hard. You've been falling from the beginning. And then it got easier. And then it got hard again. And it got hard in a different way, which is really interesting. And I have you guys to thank for this because when I recorded last week, I recorded at one o'clock in the morning the night before I published. I published on Thursday mornings and I usually, well, it started off me recording Saturday afternoons so that I could have a few days to transcribe and make cover art and like get all the things organized and not feel pressured or rushed. That has slowly become Monday and then Tuesday and suddenly it was Wednesday night and it was actually really Thursday morning and I was like, what is going on? And it was sort of by virtue of the fact that I was talking to you guys about art and the creative process and what it takes to show up consistently that I was really examining like, huh, this is a pattern that's suddenly gotten really bad. And what does that mean? And so that got me thinking about the purpose of procrastination and why do we put off doing things? Um, and procrastination to me is a thing where I have friends who tell me, oh, I'm so lazy. I could never do that. I never do anything. And I totally my opinion, but I think laziness is a lie and, and not um, a, a lie, a well-intended lie. I think people truly believe that. So I'm not calling anyone a liar, but I just don't believe that uh, laziness is an actual thing. I think laziness is just resistance, is unexamined resistance And I think where calling ourselves lazy is a dangerous thing is it's an identity. And so it's easy to write it off as that's just who I am. I'm just lazy. I can never get myself to do something like that, whether that's go for a walk or a run if you wanted to lose weight or stick with guitar lessons or piano lessons or sit down every morning at 5 a.m. to write a novel, right? Anything that you dream of that is a big uh, get of yours that is an ambitious goal of yours is going to require commitment and drive and focus. And, and I think calling ourselves lazy is a way to kind of, um, not engage with the parts of us that are afraid of it. And if you, we just say that we're lazy, it's easy to be like, ah, that's not me. That's not in me to do that. Whereas if we say, Oh, I'm really scared of that. That sounds really, that's an edge of mine that I'm not sure I'm ready to push. 
totally different conversation because then you're curious and either you own it and you're like, you know what? Skydiving, I'm good. Never need to go there. And I'm fine with that. Great. But if it's a thing that you actually want and you're telling yourself you can't have it because of a belief you have about yourself, then my position is maybe there's something to be discovered there that could unlock something really exciting for you. You know, I'm a life coach junkie. I tend to think that life is most exciting and best lived when we're trying stuff that scares us. Like that's sort of what being an artist is. So I think it's part and parcel of my drive as a human and probably why you guys are also artists. There's a unexplored stuff about our lives, ourselves being human that we want to understand and, and, uh, and, and play with, you know, if it's beyond understanding, but at least engage with and have something to say about and, and that drive, you know, allows us to be in the world um, in a different way, and allows us to engage with the parts of being human that are scary. And um, I think there's something about looking at a goal and understanding the reasons why we both want it and dread it. And so procrastination is sort of in that same thing. Like I think there are people who are like, oh, I never get things done on time. I never, like it can be an easy identity to have. I think a lot of us are procrastinators and I certainly am. And so, but, but I've gotten really good at not being as much of a procrastinator in most of my adulting life because I've worked so hard on it. And to be honest, in the art and the creative stuff is probably where it still shows up. So coming here... (laughs) There's fireworks going off outside because, of course, it's Brooklyn in the summer. So hopefully they're not too loud for you guys. Um, I love this city so much. Um, You know, there's something about uh, the creative process that like that that pings all the things that hurt, you know, that that's all the scary stuff and and um, and brings up all my self-doubt and my fear and everything else. So um, whereas I've gotten really good at like paying my bills on time or early or, you know, getting really focused on my day job and getting stuff done when it comes to rehearsing a script for acting class or um, or working every day on my guitar skills so that I can play better or sitting down and writing a new song for guitar. I was in a songwriting class uh, for a year that was absolutely amazing. Like those things so much harder to make time to sit down to do. And, and the truth is procrastination has a purpose. The reason we procrastinate is because we don't want to hear the voices in our heads that are telling us that we're not good enough are telling us it's going to suck are telling us no one wants to hear you are telling us they're all going to laugh at you. And I am not here to take that away from you. I think procrastination um, has its place. And I'm also learning that like, we have our tools for a reason. But the reason that procrastination works is that you hit up against a deadline where eventually the the need to deliver that right for you guys, it, for myself, it was a podcast, and I had a deadline I wanted to publish, I wanted to keep my commitment to that. And somehow that commitment to publish on Thursday morning was stronger than my, oh, God, it's gonna suck. I don't want to do something if it's not perfect. What the hell am I doing? Right? That voice that I didn't want to listen to got quieter, because the publishing deadline was coming up. 
And here's the problem. If you don't have external deadlines or to be honest, the podcast is an internal deadline, but it's one I've given enough weight to that I'm willing to let it override my fear and my self-doubt. But things like songwriting, things like playing the guitar when you're not performing for anyone, so much of creativity it's not like having a day job where if you don't show up, you don't get paid. You know, it's a thing that, that is internally driven and there can be a lot of desire to create and then not the discipline to also override the discomfort of, oh, I don't want to face myself today, right? If you don't want to go to work, but you really need to get paid to pay your bills, you're going to go to work in whatever mood you're in, however you're feeling, however much you're doubting yourself. If you've got a day job that pays you. If you're an artist and no one is like, you haven't been commissioned to do something, no one is waiting for, you know, whatever it is, even with auditions, honestly, a lot of actors get auditions and don't show up to their auditions. I don't know if people know this, but like, there's like a 50% dropout rate or something like that, or people get the time slot, which is already such a huge freaking win. Like, you guys, getting an audition when there are thousands of applicants is such a golden ticket. It's such an amazing opportunity. And it is so fucking terrifying that people don't show up. So this is entirely human, right? This is an incredibly human thing. You, so that's also why you, even when you have the opportunity and you have the external pressure and the external interest in the art and the work that you want to produce, people get advances on books so they don't turn in on time, right? Like this happens even with external pressure. So what I'm suggesting today is let's start examining what procrastination does for us and get curious about it. Because I think that if we can get better at procrastination when the stakes are relatively small, like I freaking love this podcast. I'm so thrilled to share it with you. But again, stakes are somewhat small. Um, no one's paying me a ton of money. No one's like waiting on it. And it's really my choice. So it gives me a place to examine my procrastination before the anxiety of expectation. Other people, you know, uh, coming at me, needing something, contracts I've signed, right? Like there's so many ways to layer on anxiety and expectation. So I'm saying that the more success you have, the more external pressure there will be. Some of it really good, some of it really painful. We're always going to be in an exploration of what our minds are making about our situations. And, and procrastination is saving us from holy crap, why am I doing this? And the fear that it's not going to be good enough. And What's incredible is the paradox is it only gets better by showing up and doing it imperfectly. And often even stuff that's imperfect has incredible impact. I have this mastermind coach, uh, Brooke Castillo, who I think is revolutionary and brilliant. Her podcast is phenomenal. I'll put it in, uh, in the show notes. It's called the life coach school podcast, I believe. Um, Anyway, she's phenomenal. But one of the things that she teaches that I have a very hard time with is doing B plus work. And honestly, that very thought makes me want to throw up a little bit. I am such a type A plus plus plus. I always want to over deliver. I always want to nail the, you know, what does it nail the landing? I always want everything to be perfect. I feel like a, like an abysmal failure, something isn't amazing and perfect and above and beyond everyone's expectations. And there are places where that is amazing in my life. And there are places where that keeps me playing very small. That keeps me really scared of doing something that I don't yet know how to do well. It keeps me certainly when it comes to auditioning, I don't want to show an audition where I haven't rehearsed for weeks and I'm perfectly off book and know exactly 
you know, how the casting director is going to react and what they're going to ask for. And like, that's insane guys. Cause like acting the whole thing is you're on your feet and they could give you new pages that morning that they want you to memorize and deliver on set. There's so much flexibility and ad- adaptation and willingness to be imperfect and be, and where being alive and being present and listening well is so much more important, but my need to control my need to the place where I gather safety is a sense of control and feeling like I've got everything perfect. So even though in my head and logically, I know that doing something quote unquote imperfectly is fine in the world. My body, my, my psychic system, my, my mind interprets that as, as actual danger and feels like very, very, not just uncomfortable, uh, like low grade, uncomfortable, mid grade anxiety. And just sort of like, this is a really, really terrible idea. And it's not a thing I can just be like, oh yeah, it's cool. I'm going to just, you know, give it like a, a B, like a, a little, a middling effort. I'll just kind of like slide in there. And I'm like, no, for me, it really feels like it has to be so much more than I could ever imagine on the first try. And, and so what I would invite you to this week to consider is where, where is procrastination stopping you from doing something? Um, and And again, examining the places where procrastination is keeping you from beating up on yourself um, means let's not just like try to get rid of it entirely because it's serving a purpose. It's serving a purpose if you have a deadline that is also requiring you to show up and deliver the work because then at least it's getting done. My fear is if you're letting procrastination knock you totally out of the game, if you have things you want to get done, like starting that novel or writing that song or starting painting again, and you just keep putting it off and off and off and off and you can't quite figure out why, then I would get really curious about sit down today for five minutes to start that thing you've been putting off and just make it five minutes and just let your own thoughts come up and like give yourself grace to listen to how you're talking to yourself. Because I guarantee you that procrastination is a way that you are coping with not wanting to hear all of that. And when procrastination leads to not even starting, then, then we're losing And the world is losing because the gifts that you have to share aren't being shared. And so I'm, I'm trying to take my own advice. I, I want to say that it's not a one and done thing. You're not going to suddenly solve procrastination. You're not going to suddenly solve for your perfectionism that makes you feel incredibly safe. You're not going to solve for the ways in which you need someone else asking you to deliver the work before you can internally deliver the work. But I will say the solution is to learn to talk to yourself better, to learn to talk to yourself like the little league coach who's like, I'm so proud that you freaking sat down today. This is so exciting that you took out a pen and started writing even one sentence. I'm so proud of you. And I'll tell you, our brains will say, that's stupid. If I congratulate myself on writing one word, I'll be like those, you know, over pampered kids who like think that they're super special and never get anything done. But I don't actually think that's true. I think we all need a little support. And I think in a place where our brains are constantly telling us that we're not enough and we can't do it we need to celebrate the little wins and we need to celebrate even just like sitting down and facing that. And because 
the muscle of procrastination is so strong. If you have an expectation that you're going to undo that procrastination habit overnight, you're really setting yourself up for failure. So I would just expect it's going to take three months to get good at this, six months to get good at this. And that may seem really, really long, but if you can break it down into like five minute increments where maybe Monday to Friday, you sit down at a time, right? So give yourself like 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. right when work ends or your lunch break or whatever it is, but give yourself a time. And even if you don't sit down, maybe you watch your thoughts. Like part of the things that was funny, I was decluttering tonight rather than sit down and record this. I have been trying to declutter my apartment through the entire pandemic. It has been like 14 months of me being like, oh, that's a pile of stuff that I could probably look into my closet and get rid of. Couldn't do it. Didn't care. Didn't matter. And suddenly I'm like, oh, I got to record this podcast. Hey, let's go look over here and see what needs to be thrown out that I haven't looked at in like a thousand years deep from the closet, the deep cuts. Um, I am not immune to it either. And and I think expecting it again to be a one-time thing versus a ongoing conversation, a lifetime conversation with yourself um, is a much better way to look at it. Because I think if we just expect that we can conquer this thing overnight, we're in trouble. But the thing about giving yourself a time to sit down. So even if I'm like decluttering right tonight, I was still being like, oh, that's really interesting that I'm avoiding the thing I said I was going to do. Oh, that's really interesting. I'm really curious about what I'm telling myself about the podcast. Oh, I'm really curious about how I'm worried I don't have the right topic or have I memorized my points that I want to make or am I going to make the right tangents or will I land the the plane in terms of the point that I want to make, right? Like I could just, I just watched my thoughts spiral and I just was like, oh, of course you don't want to sit down on a podcast. Oh, of course you're really terrified of that. Of course that makes so much sense, right? Like just giving myself even just compassion and grace to hear myself rather than, than thinking, well, that's stupid. You shouldn't think that that's a non, that's not a useful thought, right? I just let, I let my, my scared brain speak to me the way you would a kid who's playing little league and is really worried about, I can't make this metaphor work because I don't know anything about baseball. Um, but a scared kid and, and needs, needs a coach to be like, yeah, I hear you. That sounds really scary. And I'm going to be with you when we sit down and we do this together. And that's sort of what I wish for you guys is like grow that inner coach voice or artist teacher, whatever it is that that sounds like to you, right? The one who has incredible compassion can hear your fears and can also be like, yeah, I can sit with those fears. And also I'm bigger than those fears and we're going to be okay because we're going to do this together. And you can be both. You can be the freaked out kid telling yourself this is a terrible idea and it's never going to work. And you can be the coach. It's kind of amazing. All right, my loves. It's been a joy to be with you tonight and I will be back next week. Take care. Mm-hmm.